Hey everybody, Greg here from The Joy of Aquascaping and you know what, I I thought I'm going to put together a little bit of a fish keeping podcast. It was something I haven't really been able to find much about and uh, sometimes, you know, I love watching my fish keeping videos and I love learning about fish keeping online but sometimes it can be just a little bit difficult to, to kind of get something that you can listen to while you're driving or doing whatever. So, fish keeping podcast, let's give it a go. I'm going to talk about all things fish keeping. Now, I particularly kind of work with freshwater fish keeping so mainly going to focus on that and a whole host of different stuff so my background i've been fish keeping for over 20 years i've worked in the field professionally i breed fish i've bred everything from discus to goldfish to all sorts of different things and i'm just super into it super into it and um, at the moment i'm mainly focusing on goldfish and tempered water fish so that is where i'm at the moment but uh yeah let's let's do it let's give this a go fish keeping podcast and um, it's the sort of thing that I want to know what you guys want to hear about. Um, let me know. And you know what? I think, why not? Give it a go. Fish Keeping Podcast with the joy of aquascaping. So let's start it here. So I caught for this, well, first time, I'm in the middle of raising baby goldfish now at the moment. And a lot of people are this time of year. It's going to be something a lot of people are going to find themselves doing. Well, at the time I'm recording, it's spring and um, gone into the summer. It's May now. And goldfish, my goldfish anyway, are breeding like crazy in the pond. And, you know, raising baby goldfish is something that people who love keeping goldfish love to do. It's There's nothing like your own fish that you've raised yourself. It's absolutely amazing. And I know like my best fish are all fish that I've raised myself. I've been able to look after them from day one. I know their genetics. I know what they've been fed from the moment they've been born. Everything. I know everything about them. And they've had the best start in life, guaranteed. But it can be really, really, really kind of just daunting at the start because you're responsible for all these eggs and then all these small fish and what do you do. So what I'm going to do is today I'm going to talk a little bit about raising goldfish fry because it's something i get asked about a lot especially on instagram people reach out to me like i've got goldfish fry what do i do what do i do with these fish or these about to be fish because it's um there's a lot of information out there and a lot of people with suggestions and ideas and i'm not saying that mine are the only ones that work um because there's lots of things that you can do but i have a lot of really good fish that have come on so quickly so well and I'm just going to share what I've done with them with you guys so that you guys can, you know, take it and apply it to your, your own fish if, if you're raising your own goldfish, right? If you want. So the first thing I suppose is let's just let's take it that your fish have spawned and that you've been able to pull some eggs or you've got some eggs. Now, if the eggs are still in the tanks with the adults, they will be eaten, hands down. Like the adults will gorge themselves on them. I've had female goldfish turning around and eating the eggs that were coming out of them before they attach to anything they will absolutely devour them now the good thing is your goldfish is going to produce hundreds of potentially you know over a thousand eggs if they're like one of my big aranda females they just so many and they'll get attached to everything now the the goldfish the female goldfish is going to get chased by the males they're going to knock the eggs out and they'll get stuck to everything the eggs will get the males will release milt and you've got fertilized eggs so we're at that point now if you want to remove them from the aquarium and that's usually the best option because the parents will eat the eggs and um, you can remove them with a turkey baster or by 
gently scraping them off with like a credit card or or a blade really really carefully they are a little bit tougher the eggs that's one thing i'll say about them is they're a little bit tougher than you would actually expect them to be um kind of slightly rubbery but obviously be super careful with them and you can use a turkey baster then and you can suck them out put them in their own clean water put them aside what i tend to use is a small little aquarium that i have it's about 15 centimeters by 20 centimeters by 30 centimeters so only a couple of gallons now i use that and normally what i'll do is if the goldfish have spawned onto plants i'll just put the plants in um, if they you know or else i'll hand spawn the goldfish into that and um, we won't get into hand spawn too much because if you're hand spawn you know you're probably already used to goldfish and and that kind of thing so we won't talk too much about that now but you you need to get your goldfish eggs into a new container of water and that water needs to be really clean really clean treat it the same as you treat your fish water dechlorinator you know make sure it's pristine clean and add a small amount of aeration. So my first tip is make sure that the water isn't stagnant. You want a little bit of movement in it. Nothing crazy. Couple of bubbles just rising up enough to get the water moving around. And what that's going to do is it's going to make sure that you don't get dead spots in the water. Because what, what, what you need going past those eggs is just a small flow of fresh oxygenated water. That's really important. It's going to help them develop. It's going to stop them from going fungus. Now... It's really important that if you if you want your goldfish eggs to hatch, it's really important that they don't get fungus. There's two ways that they're going to get fungus. The egg might just not be viable. And if the egg's not viable, it, it hasn't been fertilized, it'll usually go opaque. Within a day, you'll definitely know it won't be... Now, the colors, the colors of, a, of an egg that has been fertilized... Usually they're going to be a clear color or a slightly orangey color, but if it goes an opaque white, solid white, it's prob especially after day, it's unlikely that it's being fertilized. Now, they can start developing fungus really, really quickly as they break down. Really important to remove these because that fungus will just jump around from egg to egg and absolutely, absolutely just attach itself to everything. Now, some people some breeders will add methylene blue to their eggs that helps prevent fungus i personally don't i've never felt the need to i just make sure that i'm removing any egg with fungus and that works for me other breeders throw cherry shrimp in because the cherry shrimp will actually deal with those fungus eggs for you they'll make use of them they'll get them eaten and and they'll take care of them for you the thing is if they don't if they're not doing it it still has the potential to go around from egg to egg so for me my preferred method turkey baster remove anything that is gone opaque or fungus and it happens very quickly and also remove the ones next to it if if it's too close to anything don't don't worry about it you're better off removing something and not being in doubt before anything's formed and and get it gone so that's that's really important remove eggs with fungus and they will they will start to swell they'll get bigger and you, you'll 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 know quite quickly once they've got fungus they'll go that opaque and they'll look really just really nasty and fluffy so get rid of them really important now your eggs clean water you've gone ahead and you've made sure that 
you've got your bit of bit of air lying in and your air stone and just a slight bit of movement in the water. The water doesn't need to be deep. It doesn't need to be deep at all. In fact, two, three inches is actually enough. You don't you don't actually want the water to be deep because what's gonna happen is after about two to seven days, your fry are gonna hatch. Now, it depends on the temperature. The warmer it is, the quicker they'll hatch. I like to keep mine between room temperature, 22 degrees and maybe 25 degrees. They'll usually hatch two to three days at those temperatures for me, but they can take a little bit longer, sometimes three, four days. And I have had eggs that just hatch slowly and took the full seven days. And you'll know that an egg is viable because it'll stay clear, it'll have that slightly orangey or red color, but after a day, usually you'll see two little tiny black dots, if you look really carefully, they're the eyes which are starting to form. As it starts to get a little bit more developed, you'll you'll actually be able to see the tiny fish wiggling around inside that egg sac. And it looks fantastic. It's literally two dots where the eyes are and then just a little stripe where it's, it's developing its spinal cord. Now, when it gets to that point and it's about to hatch, it's not going to just drop off and hit the bottom usually. Usually it'll cling to whatever it was stuck to whether that, you know, if that's the bottom, it'll stay on the bottom. If it's on a leaf on a plant or on whatever you've used to spawn it on, a spawning map, it'll stick to that for a while. Then it will drop. Now, the thing is, it has to get up and get a breath of air. That's really important for it because it needs to get its swim bladder filled and it needs to, it needs to get that breath of air from the surface. So if it's really, really deep, 8, 10, 12 inches deep, it's going to be a little bit more difficult because that baby goldfish has never really used its muscles before. They're they're barely developed. So if it's only an inch or two deep, it's gonna be able to get up, get that breath, and do what it needs to do, and that will help it on its journey massively, massively. Now, your baby goldfish has got its breath. It's got its first breath from the surface, swim bladders are filled, everything's going good. It's not actually gonna eat for two days after it hatches. Usually it's about two days. The reason being is it's still got a bit of an egg sac attached to its stomach it's going to feed off that that's going to give it the energy it needs and that's going to take care of it this is awesome because this buys you time to get your first meals for your baby goldfish prepped now the for me hands down the best food for baby goldfish is baby brine shrimp baby brine shrimp are just your goldfish fry superfood absolute superfood and for most fish fry they're going to be superfood now baby brine shrimp you can buy them as eggs i i i have little tubs with the eggs they last for years in a dried state literally years you can also buy them in a mixture of eggs and it's the salts required because baby brine shrimp brine salt water they come from water that has salt in it so they need to have the right mix of salt in it now if you buy the pre-prepared stuff fantastic it's going to be mixed for you You just add it to the recommended amount of water put it somewhere that's warm and bright and add some airline now don't add an airstone add an airline and i'll the i think really it's that's a process in itself that's worth just checking out youtube I'll, I'll put some videos up on my YouTube about baby brine shrimp 
because hatching that stuff that's an that's kind of a bit of a lesson in itself but you want baby brine shrimp it's just an absolute superfood the great thing about baby brine shrimp is because it's a live food it wiggles around and it entices these baby goldfish to eat it it, it just that natural reaction to just prey on that moving thing it will go for it and very quickly it'll start filling up its little belly and you'll see it'll go completely pink inside it'll go from transparent to pink and you see little stringy pink poos coming out and you're like it just it gets through the food they really do now baby brine shrimp takes about a day to hatch and it lasts for a few days in the fridge you want to have a constant supply of it on the go so you may need to have more than one hatchery on the go at any one time but it's really important to make sure that you do not run out of baby brine shrimp as far as I'm concerned, they need a constant supply of it. Now, baby brine shrimp, they live in salt water. We're putting it into a freshwater tank and, and it doesn't have a food source. Your baby brine shrimp, any of it that's not eaten by the goldfish are gonna die. They die, they foul up the water, they absolutely make it nasty and that's not good. We do not want that in our aquarium. So, you're doing lots of feeding. The next thing you're going to need to do is make sure that you're looking after the water and doing lots of water changes. Now, water changing in a tank or a bowl or whatever it is that you're using with all these tiny little fishes, it can be really daunting, really daunting because it takes nothing to get them sucked into a turkey baster or an airline or whatever you're using to siphon. And they're the two things that I definitely recommend. A turkey baster is going to be your best friend when you're when you're working with baby fry absolutely 100 percent turkey baster fantastic because you can go in and you can very carefully remove waste from very specific places and you can get up all of the waste really really easily with it especially when you've only got like two or three inches of water and if you're going to siphon and it'll get to the point where you'll just have to siphon because every bit of food that's going in is going to just end up becoming waste eventually whether it gets missed by the fish or goes through the fish it's going to become waste and it can accumulate really quickly and for me the most important thing with your baby goldfish are two things lots of food and pristine water that you're going to be doing water changes super regularly me i water change before and after every meal so just before i give them the food i do a water change I'll start with the turkey baster. As they get a little bit bigger, I'll move on to an airline tube. Now, an airline tube is going to just, it's going to be more convenient than the turkey baster for removing a larger body of water as you're increasing your water in your tank, which is something that you'll do over time. We'll get into that in just a moment. But an airline tube allows you to go in and very specifically target bits of waste without sucking massive volumes of water down the tube because the fry will just not only will they get sucked towards it they will swim towards it they're super inquisitive they're super fun they're into everything and they will try swim straight down the airline tube the great thing about it is if you suck them down an airline tube and into a bucket you can actually fish them out of the bucket it's not the end of the world they will survive it no problem but get in there with your airline tube and get rid of every bit of waste now baby brine shrimp will inevitably have hydra on them. I find nearly every single one that I've had, or or bloodworm, when you get the bloodworm, it will have, if you have hydra, use your, and they're a little creature that can, it eats baby brine shrimp, and it will eat the waste in your tank that, that your goldfish aren't getting. 
it shoots out little stingers. They're an amazing creature, but you don't want them in your tank. They look like um, a little umbrella, but without the cover on it. So it's like a little bar going up and little spokes coming out and they wiggle around. Hydra, you don't want them in your, in your fry tank. You can. What I do if I get them, and you will, ne will pretty much inevitably get them, you can actually scrape them off the surfaces with the end of your siphon, which you're, with the end of your airline. So it's worth bearing that in mind. It's super useful. You can get in and really target stuff with your airline because it's quite small. So get in there, get rid of all that waste. Make sure it's all gone. And then I, 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 I top the water back up using some aged water that I've dechlorinated. And then I'll go ahead and I'll do my feed. Now, I will then, maybe 45 minutes later, do another water change so that I know none of the baby brine shrimp that are left. Your fish will have filled their bellies. There'll be baby brine shrimp left over. There'll, there'll probably be brine shrimp eggs in there as well. You want that all gone so that it's not sitting there causing trouble and making waste. So get rid of that. Before you feed the fish again, maybe two or three hours later, they're going to have pooped. So get rid of that, do a water change, and then feed again. So you can see baby goldfish, they're hard work. They're going to be hard work. Lots of water changes, lots of feeds. Now, you don't have to do this much, but they won't be as big, they won't be as strong, and they won't be as healthy. If you want beast goldfish, for me, this is the way to do it. So water changes, absolutely imperative. You've got to keep your water clean. Now... We started off at about two inches of water. Your fish are gonna get bigger, they're gonna get stronger. I slowly increase the water level. So after kind of about four or five days of the last fry hatching, I'll find I'm gonna start increasing the water level up. It's gonna go from kind of two, three inches, four or five inches. Every, every day I'll add a little bit more and a little bit more water. Get, they get used to that extra bit of depth. They're handling it. I just keep increasing it until I fill up the tank over the course of maybe two or three weeks. That extra amount of water volume is good for the fish in that what it will do is it'll it'll mean that any amount of waste that they're producing is more diluted. So over the course of your cleaning regime, it's you know, it's not gonna have as much an effect on the fish if there's a little bit of waste buildup. Um so for me, you're gonna you know, it's really important that as they're getting bigger, you're increasing the size of the body of water that they're in because relative to them, it's getting smaller. Now, on, on that filtration, it's so important in your goldfish aquariums to have adequate filtration because they're super messy. I don't run a filter on my fry tank. I don't because I'm changing water so regularly, there is absolutely no point. A filter is designed to handle waste. You do not wait, want waste in your goldfish fry tank. So you're gonna get the you're gonna get that waste out for the fry. You're not gonna use a filter to handle any of the waste. So for me, I don't have a filter. It gets in the way and it just causes trouble. Until a couple of weeks in. Now, by the time they're getting to about a month old, you've been feeding them. You're you've been absolutely good loading them with baby brine shrimp. You're sick of making baby brine shrimp at this point. It just has your heart broken, trust me. You're feeding them every couple of hours. If you're like me, you're doing night feeds and everything. It's like having actual babies. People with kids that kill me for saying that, but it's the closest thing I have to it. So they are my babies. My goldfish are my babies. So you're you're up, you're doing your night feeds, you're feeding them first thing in the morning, all during the day, last thing at night, you're doing all your water changes. But 
it gets to a point where you do need to add filtration in. So you can do one of two things. You can move the fry into a tank which already has a filter established in it. Or what I do generally is I'll actually add a filter that I've got set up in another tank. So I'll just take a, a sponge filter, like a sponge corner filter, one of the round sponge filters. I'll have that cycled in another tank and I always have a spare at any time. It's been in with the adults. I put that in with the baby goldfish. It's handling almost nothing at the start anyway. So it's not so much a live-in cycle as in it's already pre-cycled, that sponge filter. And when I add it to the tank, it just doesn't have that much work to do. So some of the bacteria, good bacteria on it, will probably die back a bit because it's not good, but it will, it will grow in line with the amount of waste being produced by the baby goldfish. Now, if you want to get your goldfish big and strong and it's it's a good idea to keep on feeding them like live foods and meaty foods and protein foods like it when when they start getting a bit too big for baby brine shrimp so a couple of weeks in you, you can start you can start feeding them um daphnia and they're they're super water fleas um bloodworm foods like that live foods like that they are absolutely fantastic but the thing is they can carry parasites and things like that so it is quite a good idea once the goldfish get a, a little bit bigger to do a treatment on them a lot of people will treat for flukes because if your fish start kind of bashing if your fry start banging off things it could mean that they've got flukes and i'm personally really lucky i've never had this issue with any of my fish they've never developed flukes flukes but um, it might not be a bad idea to do a prophylactic treatment and give them an anti, you know, deworm them um, and treat them for flukes, parasites, um, fungus, that kind of thing. You can do that with them. Use something mild or a very small young fish and, you, you know, don't go with the full dosage recommended for adult fish. That's what I'd suggest. If you're going to do it, do, you know, err on the side of caution use a smaller amount and that's going to actually just mean that they're they're not going to suffer for it because the other thing that it's going to do is it's going to medications pull oxygen out of the water and trust me these are in the, your your baby fry are going to grow so insanely fast like every day you'll see a difference week to week they double in size triple in size it's ridiculous how quickly they grow if you pull the oxygen out of water it's going to affect their ability to grow it's you don't want them having development issues and on the subject of development it's really important to note that a female goldfish could produce a thousand eggs they're not all going to be perfect they're not all going to be fertilized properly you're going to have a number of fish which will have developmental issues in every batch every batch it doesn't matter how good the parents were not every egg is going to be perfect so on occasion, you'll get a fish which, after two days of eating, you know, using its its egg sac, it just might not start eating. The reason behind that is it may not have properly developed its mouth or digestive system. That can happen. So if your fish isn't eating, you know, you can use a little bit of clove oil and you can put the fish to sleep. Sometimes they don't develop fins. I have a bunch of fish, I call them asteroids. They're like Aranda fish with no tails they've got anal fins they've got dorsal fins they've got pectoral fins they, they don't have they don't have tails and I personally 
decided to keep them because I can give them, they have special needs and I can look after them. They're not going to be suitable for everybody. Some people will call them. Breeders generally just call them. Um, I think they're super fun and I look after them. They've got their own tanks and, you know, but it's up to you. You need to make a decision on that. Are you breeding because you want very specific traits? Are you breeding for fun? You'll make decisions. Me personally, I don't cull a healthy fish ever. So culling is kind of a hot topic when it comes to breeding. Some people think it's fine. Some people think it's fine to feed goldfish to other fish. I don't. I don't believe in feeding live fish to other fish. It's just my belief. I also love goldfish. I'm not going to feed a goldfish to another fish. But it's up to you. You need to make a decision. Do you want to keep every fish? Or do you want to cull and get very specific traits? That's something you'll need to think about. That's a personal decision. I'm not going to hold it against anybody who decides that they want to cull. I just know it's not something that I do. I'll never cull a healthy fish. And I'll give every fish I can, every opportunity I can. But look, for me, I can do that. I'm in a position to do that. Not everybody is. Now, guys, baby goldfish fry are hard work. I'm not going to lie and make it out to be something that's really easy. You're going to get all these amazing fish out. It's super hard work. You're going to be busy. You're going to be flat out every day. I'm over, I'm at the moment, I'm looking at baby brine shrimp and I've got two hatch, two hatcheries on the go. I've got bowls with baby goldfish. I've got tanks with baby goldfish. For me, I'm raising up a couple in each one because I didn't want to pull loads of eggs. Um, they're mixes of fish that I want to see how they go. Um, and, and that's one of the great things about breeding is you can take fish that you love and you can see what way they turn out it's really exciting to see so i've got like in one big bowl i've got four pearl scale around the mixes so i'm going to try see what they look like i'd love to get some uh, crown pearl scales out of it but i don't know how much of each trait they'll do but it's a great little opportunity for me raising four fry to from that particular set of parents just to see what way they'll go and i could get four really cool fish i can already see one of them one of them is very different from the rest of them so you know that can happen in your in your fry um so it's just super exciting it's so exciting but i appreciate that it's super daunting and it can be really difficult to kind of know what to do and if you're doing things right but look it's it's something that you'll get better with over time the first time you have your baby fry you might lose a bunch of them you might lose all of them they could end up getting fungus and people get really like really really into like matching temperatures and stuff me i i use a little temperature sensor gun and as long as it's within kind of a degree i'm i'm fine putting that in i've never lost baby goldfish to temperature shock because i always make sure the water that's going in is within about a degree degree and a half max and it's fine because fish in the wild i think people forget the fish in the wild as they're moving up and down the water column, it, it's warmer at the top and cooler at the bottom. They go through a couple of degrees of temperature really quickly. And, you know, it's it's not too bad. I'm not saying shock your fish with big temperature changes, but if you have your goldfish at room temperature, and this for me is the easiest way, keep them at room temperature and keep a bucket of clean water at room temperature at all times. So that way, when you siphon water out into a bucket, you can immediately top off and and there you go temperatures are matched it's all the same it's a really good way of doing it i find now another thing is handling baby goldfish i don't use nets on baby goldfish 
at all. I'd rather use a turkey baster and gently suck up a baby goldfish because my personal belief is that their fins are so, so tiny when they're like, you can see through an adult goldfish's fins most of the time. There's, there's there are only a few cells thick. So they're fragile at the best of times on an adult. On a baby, they barely exist. And for me, them putting weight on their fins, I feel that I've had very few fish with fin deformities. Now, I have fish who might have double tails or single tails or a mix but not too many with like kink tails and bent tails and I don't know personally I feel that if you're going to take a little tiny baby goldfish and you're going to tumble it around on a net its fins are so small they could get damaged and lead to you know tiny micro breaks and and that it's going to follow on it's you know as a trait as an adult because it's going to have a kink in its fin so for me I just avoid using nets on baby goldfish that I, I don't feel the need to. Um, if I want to clean, and, and the thing is, every now and again, you want to give the whole tank a scrub down, like a, a full scrub down, because it gets scummy inside and you, you, it just gets nasty. So what I do is I'll take the baby goldfish out using a turkey baster usually, and then I will scrub the whole tank, and then I'll replace it all with fresh water. Now, People talk about 20% and 30% water changes and you can't shock your fish. If you're on city water, it can be tough. You're going to need to prep your your water in advance and have big buckets ready to go. But if you've got prepped water, your baby goldfish can tolerate like a 95% water change. No problem. I have never lost a baby goldfish due to a water change ever. And I do 90% water changes routinely, absolutely routinely. So... For me, no. I don't believe that you, you you need to do it 20%. I believe the cleaner the water, the better. Go whole hog. If the water's getting bad, take it all out. Just make sure you've got your water prepared. If you have buckets, do it in advance. It's easy. Now, be super careful. Don't let any chemicals touch those buckets. Your baby goldfish's gills are tiny. They will get destroyed. They will have issues. They'll be gasping. If you can aerate the water before you put it in better again, um, you can use a little air stone and like that when you know when they get too big to suck them up with a turkey baster you're just gonna have to do the stuff with them in tank and for that you know just be careful just be careful you'll be fine you'll get really used to avoiding them when and that's why i like an airline for doing my uh, just just an airline there's no fancy attachments on it what you can do is you can put a little bit of sponge over the top of it and just kind of cl- clamp it down Sometimes I use those little, um, so I'll get a sponge, I'll put it over the end of the airline and I'll put a little piece of thread around it and lock it in. You can use a tiny dab of super glue if you want because once that cures, it's aquarium safe. Has to be pure uh, uh, cyanacrylate, so pure regular super glue or you can get the aquarium safe, but it is just pure CA glue and just much more expensive. You can dab that on. And if you put a little bit of sponge on top, it's going to prevent you from sucking up the fish. I just don't do that really early on because I feel that if the fish gets sucked against it, it could damage their fins. And it's actually hard to see. But you can use a little tiny bit in the end and it's just going to gently let the water go in without creating a big flow. And make sure you get in there and clean everything. Clean water, lots of baby brine shrimp to start. And um, to be honest with you, when like if if you get get to the point where they're not really bothered with the baby brine shrimp anymore you can start crushing up adult goldfish food i i use um tetradiscus granules quite a bit actually or i will also use new life spectrum 
and I'll just crush them up really fine. And they'll take that. Once they start taking that, you're kind of sorted. They'll pretty much take anything. And I find it's actually good early on to get them onto a range of different foods. I find I never have issues with my fish as adults with bloating or any sort of digestive issues if I've given them lots of stuff as younger fish. Um, I, 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 feel, I feel it just really helps them kind of get used to a variety of food. And it, like that, I like to keep LED in the tanks as well because they're going to eat it. They're going to eat plants as they're getting bigger. They're going to nibble on the dead bits and the algae that grows on them. And that's really good for them as well. Helps kind of clear their systems out and gives them nutrients, super stuff. Um, now, alternatives to baby brine shrimp. If you don't have baby brine shrimp available, because not everybody will, or if you get stuck in a pinch, your airline tube fell out of your baby brine shrimp setup, or they just didn't hatch in time, there's another option. Egg yolk. Now, I've used egg yolk. I have had no issues with it, but it's messy, and you need to prepare it correctly. Now, hard boil your egg. This is, this is the way I prepare it. I hard boil the egg, get that egg yolk solid, and then what I do is I'll take a bit of it, I'll add a bit of the tank water and I or or cure or, or clean water, clean dechlorinated water, and I will absolutely crush it up. So I'll just add a small bit of egg yolk. Usually what I do is I get um like a small jam jar or a small pickle jar, and that kind of has a curved bottom, and I, I find that works for me, and I literally use my thumb and I crush it. I absolutely crush it every single part of that egg yolk until now don't use the whole egg yolk or you're you're gonna have a nightmare just use a little bit and crush it now it needs to be like just yellow water it cannot have lumps in any way shape or form at all it needs to be the finest texture you can make it literally just yellow water now once you get into that point you can use your turkey baster take the tiniest little drop Put it in with your fish and swish it round. The movement does attract the fish, but they'll eat that egg yolk. They'll be drawn to it. They'll eat it. They'll try it. They might spit it out a couple of times. They'll eventually get used to it, and they'll start eating it. It's got great proteins. It will get. It'll, it'll do what you need to with your fish. Some breeders feed it a lot. They'll feed it to their older fish as well. One thing I'll find about it is it's very messy, and it can go fungus super quickly, super quickly and get your tank stinking it will go it'll it'll add ammonia to your tank in a way that i find baby brine shrimp doesn't very very quickly because you're putting something in that's already technically dead it's not alive for a while while the fish are in it's already breaking down so egg yolk you can use it and you can use it to raise your fish i find that you're not going to get them as big as quickly if you're using egg yolk that's my personal experience but it does work it does work. It's got me out of a pinch more than once. I've had to use it plenty of times. And um, I've never had an issue with it. But be re get in there like 15, 20 minutes after your fish have eaten and clean that tank. Do not let egg yolk sit on the bottom of that tank bowl, whatever you're using. It will go foul super quick. And you'll actually you'll smell it off the water. If you can smell the water that your fish are in, that is not good. That's going to be grout inhibitors. That's going to be ammonia that's going to be nasty stuff it's going to be so bad for them get rid of it clean water just do it fish will never hurt for clean water it is the best medicine people say salt's the best medicine and people say x clean water for me clean oxygenated water that's it 
that will just that is just it's pre-medicine it's the prevention so do that and goodness fish are super hardy when they've got clean water they'll recover from anything but that's pretty much what i'm going to cover now at the moment that is my overview on baby goldfish kind of once you've got your eggs getting them to the point where they're fry two to seven days they should all hatch within that time clean out all those eggs that go fungus get rid of them make sure they're gone they'll infect everything else with the fungus and you'll lose the whole batch after a day or two they're going to start eating after they consume their egg egg yet now i find a lot of people suggest don't feed the first feed until the second day i actually start on day one and i just i just get those i just get it in if nothing's eaten fine i'm cleaning it out anyway i'm getting into my routine a day early so any fish that at any point wants to start eating can because once it starts eating it's hungry it's developing and it needs food so for me i actually start feeding on day one and i just start my routine then um, and it means i'm getting to my water changes early and i'm doing everything early and the fish that i find start eating after kind of a day day and a half they tend to just they they're beasts they they tend to get so much bigger than the fish that have hatch after five or seven days they they'll catch up eventually but um but yeah for me i start everything early just that day early then once they're you know keep them at two inches keep them like that for the first week or two anyway and then slowly start to raise up that water as they're swimming about more readily and you'll you'll find that they become strong swimmers within kind of about a week they'll be flying around they'll be jumping around that tank um, and they'll be trying to jump into your hose as well so keep an eye on that use a turkey baster if you have one if not a bit of airline tube and make sure that there's a small amount of oxygenation just turning the water over making sure that there's no stagnant spots your fish you know they'll swim away from it if you've got a heater you know you can put the airline near the heater so that it's making sure that the heat's moving around rather than cooking one spot in the tank and having hot and cold spots um, and baby brown shrimp keep them going keep them fed clean before and after meals that's my recommendation and have clean fresh water ready to go guys you'll be fine it's it's an absolute it's it's a challenge it's hard work but it's an absolute pleasure i love it i love seeing them develop you get to see your fish grow develop personalities and they absolutely do trust me and especially like when you grow your own fish you will know their personalities they are they're amazing my recommendation is grow on what you want to keep yourself so don't do 500 fish if if you're not going to keep 500 fish or you don't have the facility to keep them all because you're going to find it harder to get rid of fish than you think you will if you're doing this for the first time you probably don't have a network of people who all want goldfish and all those people you probably don't want them to have goldfish if you've raised them because you know they're not going to look after them and your heart will be broken so my recommendation just grow what you want to keep and that can be your first batch and if you want to grow more that's that's super you can do that second time around you'll know better you learn through experience with it and same as all things in fish keeping and it is it's just so much fun so good watching them grow and develop and um yeah i think it's it's just something that you know if you love goldfish keep goldfish and you've got the space if you've got goldfish goldfish will want to breed by themselves if you've got a male and a female they're going to want to breed so you'll usually have an opportunity at some point if you keep goldfish and um, to breed them and it is it's a great experience super fun and uh, i hope this helped i'm going to wrap it up there guys and um, i'm going to leave it there 
I got a bunch of videos on my YouTube channel that I've added about um, raising goldfish fry and fry that are over two weeks old and what I do with them. So you can feel free to check that out. The joy of aquascaping there as well. And on my Instagram, when I'm kind of breeding stuff and when I'm doing things, I, sh I show stuff. I put up videos as well. So joy of aquascaping on YouTube, on Instagram. Check them out if you want. If you've got any questions about it, if there's anything that I didn't cover, let me know. It's early days as far as the podcast is concerned. We can get those uh, We can get those questions answered. Fill them in. Any topics you're interested in, let me know. Feel free to reach out. Let me know what you're interested in because, uh, yeah, it's the start of a journey. And I thought we'd start at the beginning. The babies. The baby goldfish. And, um, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I did. It's fun. I like talking about goldfish. It's good. And I like sharing my experience with people. So if there's anybody out there who has any questions, definitely feel free to reach out. Ask me. I will get back to you as soon as I can. I always do. And, um, yeah, hope you enjoyed the first podcast. Going to wrap it up there. Talk to you later. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.